Okay. Adam, good morning. How are you? I'm great, Gary. Thanks for having me here. Listen, I want to, uh, I want to just uh, kick off the call to all of our uh, listeners today and viewers that are on this call. First off, thank you very, very much for, uh, for making the time. I am uh, super excited today. I, I do a lot of these series, obvious, uh, obviously, but I have a, uh, a good friend of mine and uh, someone I respect uh, immensely with us today. He is the uh, CEO of Remax International, Mr. Adam Contos. Adam, again, welcome to the show and, and thank you for making the time. I know you're, you're incredibly busy today. Hey, it's my pleasure to be here and uh, happy to be here with all your listeners as well. I think the more we can communicate in business, um, the better off we're all going to be during these uh, interesting times and, you know, we'll all get through this together. Yeah, it, it's, it, we were just talking about it offline. Boy, it's, it's crazy. I mean, obviously it's heartbreaking, you know, to see, you know, the deaths racking up and to see the sort of global tsunami, you know, a tsunami that, that we're going through right now. Uh, recently read, and no surprise, worst contraction uh, in the economy since 2009. Uh, lots of people out of work, but, you know, it, it's funny. It's the world is changing, and I think we're going to learn a lot of lessons as we, as we go through this. Be before we get started, um, I find your background incredibly fascinating. You know, here's, here's a guy that is a captain of, of industry, uh, but came from a law enforcement background and not only a law enforcement background, but a SWAT commander. Would you mind just kicking off for everyone listening today, your sort of history and how you got here and tell us about blowing shit up as you always refer to and saving people. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's, it is an interesting background. I actually grew up in law enforcement. My, my father uh, was in federal law enforcement in the United States here. And uh, he investigated organized crime. So, um, you know, you kind of look at Elliot Ness type person. Now, that's what, what he did. And in fact, his father worked with Elliot Ness in, in federal law enforcement. But, um, but, but it's fascinating because that's all I knew growing up. So I became a police officer uh, relatively young. I, I joined the Marines. I was in the United States Marine Corps right after, college, or right after high school and then uh, joined the Marines and was in the reserves and um, tried going to college a couple times, didn't really work out all that well for me. So I got into law enforcement full time and, and kind of progressed my way up in that. And I fell in love with massive amounts of problem solving and helping people. So I ended up on the SWAT team and as the SWAT commander, and I've been an entrepreneur most of my life. So built a uh, security consulting company that uh, I sold a program to Remax, the real estate company uh, globally on real estate agent safety. And then uh, Ended up going to work at, at Remax headquarters. And next thing you know, 16 years later, I'm the I'm the CEO. Crazy, crazy. And uh, so, you know, I know you you in your bio, you talk about you know your sort of uh, background in in law enforcement and and how you tie it into to business. I know, I know, you know, one of the you know one of the things that I read is is you used to you know kick in doors and blow things up. Uh, but you tried to help as many people as possible. And, and now you're, you're still, you know, sort of kicking down the status quo and, and, and still, I think more than any, any, any time before helping people achieve, you know, sort of success. Can you maybe tell us how you think, you know, some of those lessons learned in, in law enforcement are transferable to business? Well, it's interesting because uh, being a first responder, you, you really kind of go through a, a, a basic fundamental process in order to, uh, to go from arrival to leaving after the conclusion of something. And that's, you have to, 
you have to meet everybody. You have to gain their faith and confidence and, and figure out what their challenges are by communication and then put a game plan in place, make decisions and solve those challenges through the end, through the, uh, the complete execution of, of the situation. Uh, that's very similar to business. You know, when we meet people, ultimately in business, we're there to solve people's challenges. So we have to gain their trust and confidence after we've met them for the very first time, a lot of times, and work our way through those steps to conclusion in business. And that's ultimately called a transaction, if you will. So, uh, and then we cultivate those relationships into the future. So it's, it's very similar uh, fundamentally, but you know, different stresses, you know, you're, you're not running into a burning building or somebody shooting at you or fighting right. with you or whatever it might be. But generally we're, we're dealing with emotional stress as opposed to physical stress at that point. And, and it's the same skill sets. Yeah, and, and that leads me right into my next question, uh, talking about that emotional stress and the anxiety and angst that we're going through right now. I mean, obviously, this is uh, a health crisis of monumental proportions, uh, and there's a lot of people out there with angst and, and that are nervous uh, and, and, quite frankly, uh, you know, are just hanging on by the seat of their pants, hoping to get through this thing. Let's kind of start with the elephant in the room, the whole COVID-19, and maybe share your thoughts on, on COVID-19 uh, and, you know, uh, what you see, just your perspective from a U.S. perspective. I know you have, uh, you know, a lot of friends in, in, in the Marines and the National Guard, and I know you're quite connected with a large group of, of CEOs. So I'd love to hear your perspective on, you know, navigating through this um, over the next who knows how long. Well, it, it is a, a, a crisis. It's, it's obviously highly unfortunate. Um, you know, people's lives are being changed. Uh, the economy's changing. Um, you know, people have uh, unfortunately passed away as a result of this or are suffering as a result of this. So we can't forsake that. You know, the humanity aspects of this uh, are extraordinarily challenging for everybody. And we, we have to balance that with with trying to operate society and operate life um, because we just, we can't forsake one over the other. Everything has to continue to occur in life, but we have to make adjustments and we all have to agree that those adjustments might be uncomfortable or might be change that we go through. But in order for us all to make this, uh, make it through this as a community of human beings. And it's interesting because this, this is set up boundaries but it's also broken down boundaries because I've, I've talked to people around the world uh, in, um, you know, via Zoom, like what we're on right now in the real estate space about this. And it doesn't matter what country they're in. Everybody's facing similar challenges personally. Those challenges are, first of all, fear and unknown and overwhelm and anxiety. Right. And they don't know what to do or how to do it. But when we take a step back and and figure out what are those steps and care about each other in that process, we're starting to see some, some forward movement. And that movement is people are understanding that they have to do certain things and be mindful of society so that they're not spreading uh, the, this awful virus around. And at the same time, plan for the rest of that functioning of society. So um, sure, we could all lock ourselves in, in our houses or apartments or condos, but ultimately we still have to balance you know, you, you have to have food in order to survive. So you have to go to the store, but how do we do that appropriately? We have to, you know, 
let our animals out if we have pets or something like that. Mm. We have to communicate with other people that we're in the middle of um, business transactions with in order to complete those things because money still flows in society. First of the month came, you know, the rent was still due, the, the electric bill was still due, things like that. So how do we do this? So um, it's a big understanding that everybody has to have and they have to approach this from a position of love instead of a position of fear and anxiety because fear and anxiety is going to do nothing but cause people to argue. But if we're in this unconditional giving mode of love, we can all make it through this by approaching it from a, okay, how does this best impact society, the situation, our health and things like that. So um, we all have to make real adult leadership decisions in this process instead of getting mad at each other. And I think that's the biggest thing that we need to kind of push aside is politics and anger and, you know, uh, people getting frustrated and say, how can I do this out of love and caring? And it will, it will work its way through if we all approach it that way. Yeah. Well, well said it's, um, you know, it's funny because one of the things we've been really pushing uh, through our networks is there's never been a, uh, a more important time for communicating because of that, you know, angst and, and anxiety uh, you know, people need to be reassured. They need to know that we've been through, you know, different iterations of, uh, you know, challenges, uh, difficult times in the past. Uh, and that, you know, as I've heard you say many times, this too shall, shall pass. And, you know, uh, us as, as real estate professionals, as mortgage professionals, uh, we just simply have to, and I know I'm going to speak about it a little bit, but we simply have to just, you know, spend all of our time every day, you know, now's the time for, you know, for service to serve, not necessarily to sell. I mean, we have to balance the economy and we have to take the incoming, you know, activity and, and it doesn't, you know, freeze or stop, but we have to be very sensitive in the way that we market and, and communicate. So if we, if we talk and, and you have an interesting perspective because you look at the market sort of worldwide from a, a real estate perspective um, and, and, you know, specifically Canada and U.S., how do you think it's going to, and, and obviously it's different market to market and country to country, but what's your view or I don't want to say prediction, but what's your thought around what is this going to do to the real estate market, to the mortgage market, to closing transactions, new home purchases, uh, all of the above in, in your view over the next, you know, sort of three to six months? Well, I, I, it's a great question, Gary, and um, you're right. I don't have a crystal ball, but I'll I'll give it my best shot here, uh, looking at my cup of coffee and and seeing what what kind of emits from that. Yeah. But uh, you know, ultimately, um, you know, we are going to see a reduction in our business. We've already seen a reduction in our business, and we're seeing the government uh, trying to figure out where it should be with respect to um, you know the distancing that we're all being asked to do or forced to do, if you will, depending on where you're at. Uh, as well as the the balance of um, societal health. And here's a reality of this. If we all don't stop spreading this, it will continue to spread. I mean, just, you know, fact of life. It's on us to make this thing go away. It, the government's going to do the very best that they can, and they're going to test, and they're going to come up with a vaccine. But the vaccine is still months down the road, probably after the first of the year, but it's up to us between now and then to stop the spread of this thing and, and flatten that curve, if you will, to, to use a, a very popular term. But until then, it is going to impact business. That being said, business will still happen and it is still happening. So how do we make that happen? Well, 
we have to understand that there's a sea change that is occurring in business. Now, what's a sea change? And it's S-E-A change. It's, it's just a, it's a term for a paradigm shift. And a paradigm shift is occurring that is never going to go back. Mm-hmm. Most things that are changing right now substantially are not going to go back to the way that they were, that we did business in November, December, or something like that. Um, in fact, February was in the U.S. was kind of this massive uh, upward push of mortgage, of real estate, things like that. So, you know, that, that's, we're very fresh off of a peak right now. So we have a chance to make some changes and not feel the pinch as much as we possibly could, you know, as, as a gradual slowdown. We went like this and now we're going to go like this, which we're starting to see. Everybody's seen that this first week, uh, especially with the new unemployment numbers and things like that that are just coming out. So um, what we know are a few things. One, there are homes being bought and sold and, you know, mortgage finance, things like that, that is occurring almost 100% virtually. Some places it's not completely virtually. Some places it is almost completely virtually. And a lot of it is based upon regionally what the government, the regulators, things like that are allowing to happen. But we are seeing regulators that are going, hey, wait a second. I think it is time for me to change this. Do we allow complete electronic conveyance to occur? Do we have the cybersecurity in place for us to make sure that these things are appropriately occurring without um, you know, the risk happening? And by the way, we are seeing a lot of predators coming into this. Cyber predators are coming into this. So we have to, we have to be especially careful. And that's just going to continue. These, these are all the new norms, by the no way. Kidding. So, um, you know, we're, we're seeing, I, I, I watched a drone video of a drone virtual tour the other day. I mean, on a, on a home yeah. <laughs> in, in Turkey, by the Amazing. way. Yeah. So um, these, these things are occurring. They're adjusting. We have to be open-minded to this and not go, oh, it can't happen that way. Because it can. It can. And it, people are testing it. People are trying it. And we have to be open to how do we make this happen? Bear in mind, keep in mind, this is not the end of the LO or the agent by any means. In fact, I see this as the need for a higher level of expertise right now because there are more little intricacies that could fall apart in this process. And it, it is more dangerous and it is more elusive to get to the closing table. So I think it's going to be harder to do just a person to person cash deal or, you know, a for sale by owner or something like that than it was before because of all these different sea changes that are occurring in the industry. So what is going to change? Well, we already know on the front end that how we speak to the consumer is changing. In fact, we're going back to how did we speak to the consumer in the 1950s and 1960s, (laughs) which is human to human as opposed to marketing, marketing, marketing. And we have the facility to do that now via interpersonal video. We all have smartphones. We have Zoom or you know Skype or whatever else it might be, Facebook Live or Messenger or any of these other things. So we're just going to use the tools we have to do business the way that we used to do it, which was more person to person and problem solving and expertise. And you're going to see that in across industry boundaries, doctors, attorneys, 
um, even triaging, you know, what's wrong with your, your furnace or your boiler or your hot water heater or whatever, you're going to hold your phone up and go, here's what I'm seeing and hearing instead of people getting face to face first. So lots of changes, but we're going to continue to do business, Gary. It's going to slow down. It'll start to climb out once we figure out how to stop the spread. Once the spread stops, mm-hmm. we'll start to climb out, but it's on us to keep that spread from reigniting. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, some great answers there. It's, it's, it's remarkable, actually, and I want to just uh, go back to a point that you made just as a warning because we have a lot of people on this call today. I don't know how many, 1,200 and some odd, almost 1,300 people. Uh, I have seen and our organizations have seen over the last couple of weeks more phishing attempts, more scam attempts, more inbound telephone attempts, more you know, predators uh, going after our seniors uh, at this time of vulnerability than ever before. You have to be so unbelievably careful with anything you open or click on. If you don't recognize it, if it's not familiar, if the you know uh, email uh, ID uh, you know looks off, do not look at it. Do not click on it. You know we have a policy in all of our organizations now on all cash transfers over a certain amount. We have to phone and verify because there has been so much fraudulent activity, and we're seeing more than that than ever before. So thanks for for bringing that up. That's uh, really important. Well, I, and I think that's a very important point, Gary. Um, and I, I think you're, you're going to start seeing more of this, yeah. where this is kind of a validation as well as do I hold my ID up right. and validate that way as well. So, um, I mean, there's going to be some uh, electronic verification and electronic confirmation that we're going to start seeing new ways of, of doing that here real quick. And I'm sure somebody's probably coming up with a technology to do you know, a retina scan with your, your computer, or your sure. phone or whatever to validate some of these things. But uh, we're going to find new ways. We're, we're very ingenuitive people. Uh, and especially when it comes to keeping the economy going, we'll figure out a way. Yeah. One of the things I want to sort of jump into and it'll lead us into some more, uh, you know, our next sort of set of questions, but you know, here's what we know for sure. We are going to get through this. It is going to come uh, to an end and for some people, it's going to be quicker than others, depending on how they, um, you know, position themselves. I funny, one of the guys, Adam and I are actually in a, in a CEO group, uh, 12, 12 buds that sort of meet a couple of times a year. And we've had just all kinds of a great, you know, sort of sharing of information. And one of our guys in our group, Brad, sort of just sent out a message the other day and talked about it, you know, uh, being like a race car and you being a race car on a oval track. And, you know, we're into the beginning of the pandemic now. We braked incredibly hard going into the corner. But in that corner, before we turn and accelerate out, that is the best time to, you know, pass your competitors, right? It's, it's much more difficult and requires a lot more skill than racing on, on, a, on, a, on a flat track or, or the straightaway. But this is the time where the things that we do today and how we spend our time and how we communicate and how we review our business and how our business used to operate and how we think about it going forward is going to have a profound impact and is going to dictate on how fast you accelerate coming out of this curve, out of this oval corner. So with with sort of that setup, what do you think in your opinion that mortgage brokers, loan officers, uh, you know, uh, real estate uh, agents, uh, all of our owners that are listening, what do you think they can be doing that's going to, you know, give them the best chance to come out of that, out of that corner of celebrating so they come out in the pole position? 
Gary, I, I love this. I love this question because this is, this is something that you and I are actively engaged in all the time, man. Um, and uh, by the way, Brad, I mean, Brad's a great guy and I, I love the communication that we have going on in our, our little group. It is daily for everybody listening and some of this insight that you gain from different business leaders is unbelievable during this time. The, uh, I mean, the, the reality is there, there are two things. Um, one is you know, your communication capabilities both with your customers as well as if, uh, inside industry with your business partners. So uh, for LOs, people in the mortgage industry, for instance, if you have not mastered communication and communication process where you're discussing the process, setting out expectations, timelines, things of that nature with both your customers as well as your partners in the business, such as real estate agents or you know anybody else that you're, you're working with regularly, I guess, um, you're, you're missing out. So do I have a really, really good communication plan with everybody that I do business with? And what does that look like? Is it mapped out or is it just up here? Cause you got to map it out. You've got to be able to look at it and go, here are the steps and processes and the expectations that I put forth in this. And we communicate these things freely. The second one is how do you communicate? Because the fact that we're socially distanced right now, and I mean, more than anything, we're physically distanced right now is a test of our, our ability as human beings to be away from each other and to trust without seeing somebody. And if you can see somebody and you can understand what their intentions are, what their values are, what they're about, can you see their smile, their eyes, their, you know, their heart, how they hold themselves when they're communicating with you? Um, all that's important. I mean, really, we are, we're visual people. Right. So if you can hear them, you can see them, and you can read what's going on, you've, you've kind of closed this loop in the how of the communication. That, that part of the communication is the relationship part, the emotional part, which, by the way, is 90-plus percent of the communication, okay? So there's a difference between reading, and you'll notice that most reading is stories. Stories are told humanly if you will, to make up a word. So, you know, through, through human to human interaction, and that's what we're doing is we're, we're telling stories to each other as we're talking our way through these different situations because we see a story arc in a transaction. You got the beginning, which is the challenge, what has to get done. You have the hero, which is the person who's doing it, you know, the, the, the consumer, and you got the guide, which is us. And we guide them through this to the conclusion of that story. And if they can see us and understand that story arc and how we communicate that, win. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, ultimately it's gonna boil down to who's the best at cut, touching their consumers emotionally, human to human, the, you know, frequently building relationships that way. Because those that don't, we got leaders, we got hiders. Leaders are gonna win, hiders yeah. are gonna fall out of the business. Love it. You, you know, you said something there that, uh, that I'm, a, I'm a just, a, I'm a, such a firm believer on, you know, you said, it's like we're going back to the fifties or sixties, the way we used to do it. And, and the old school face-to-face communication, the only, you know, uh, you know, that, that what makes it so great right now is that we have that and we know the impact that's going to have on our business coming out of, out of this curve, but we also have social media and we have technology. So collectively with all of the tools, we can come out faster than ever before. 
you know, it's funny, and I, I just want your opinion on this, and I, I know what you're going to say because I, you know, I know who you are. But, you know, I've said to every single one of our uh, presidents and all of our brands and all of their staff, now more than ever before, pick up the phone, right? I don't mean texting and I don't mean emailing and I don't mean leaving voicemails. Pick up the phone and call every past customer you've ever done business with. Start from the oldest and go to the newest. And you're not calling to sell. You're calling to guide. You're calling to check in. Hey, how are you? What's going on? How's the family? Listen, I'm sorry we haven't connected for a while, but I've had a little more time now. And, you know, I realized that it was a great time to just say hello. Can I do anything for you? And listen, I had, um, I had a conversation yesterday with uh, one of our lead planners, a friend of mine by the name of Joe Samet, uh, been in the business for a long time, him and his wife, uh, super great operation, uh, just perennial top performers. And he said to me, you know, Gary, he said, uh, one of the presidents said on a call, pick up the phone. And he said, I don't want to pick up the phone. I've been doing this, I don't know how long, 30 years. He goes like, I'm one of those fortunate guys where the phone rings and, you know, and, and we've you know, been very successful. And he goes, but my wife was on me and she said, Joe, just pick up the phone. It's, it's, it's a good opportunity. So he called 30 or 40 of his uh, past customers. And he said to me, Gary, you know what? He goes, I can't believe it. He goes, it was remarkable. It was such a gift for me. He said, I just like, people were so unbelievably, you know, excited and appreciative and, and that, that I would actually call and not ask for anything, but would just listen and check in. And I think, you know, if a guy like that can recognize the value after making 30 calls and he's calling his entire database right now, it can't help but set you up for the future. Here's what we know. We know that most real estate agents, most mortgage professionals, most salespeople, if they've been in the business for any length of time, somewhere between 60 and 90% of their business is coming from past relationships, you know, those, those really valuable, you know, referral sources but yet they spend all of their time marketing new business, right? But a past customer already has a relationship. You already have documentation on them. They, you know, make a decision quicker. The cost of acquisition is less. They're easier to deal with, you know, and now more than ever before gives you the time to reset your business. And I mean, that would be probably step number one. Anything you want to add to that, Adam? Yeah, it's, I, I love what you're saying, Gary. I mean, this is, this is, spot on man and and completely in alignment with uh with our beliefs and actually our data so um uh, let me just give you this example so um in december we acquired a company called first it's in north carolina it's an ai company and what they do is um the remax agents in the u.s can have this app available to them and i'm just going to give you an example out of the fact that this is evident that you should be doing exactly what Gary just said. So um, you load this app on your phone and it goes in and it looks at all your emails, all your text messages, all your contacts, and, it, and then it takes and it searches years of AI data. So we have, we have hundreds and hundreds of data points uh, in society on hundreds of millions of people. And it goes through and it takes a look at all these data points through the AI uh, mechanism and says, these people are likely to sell their house in the next six to 12 months. And you should contact them. And um, here's what, what we found out from this data, though, that is so powerful for everybody on this call, that you are missing 70% of the business in your contact list. Literally, you're missing 70% of the business of the people that you have in your contact list in your industry. So, um, and, and the data proved it. it it's, 
and what it does now is it goes through and it says, because it hooks into all the MLSs and uh, in your contact list and all this data. And it says, okay, here's the, the business that you did in your contact list. And here's a business that was done without you in your contact list. And sure enough, um, people are looking at it going, well, I didn't know I was supposed to call that person. I didn't know they were generating a lead on somebody else's website or whatever it is, but it's true. So these people that, um, I, I spoke at a convention to about 7,000 people here uh, called a month ago. And I said, okay, sign up for this thing and tell me what you think. And that night I had people come up to me and they go, I loaded it at dinner and I, it told me to call this person and I did. And they said, yeah, I want to list my home with you. What is the name of that uh, technology of that app again? First. First, first okay. The, the website is first, F-I-R-S-T dot I-O. Dot I-O. It's funny because it, one of my favorite questions talking to really smart people is, is, you know, what is the one piece of technology that you can't live without or that you've just started using or that's made your business so much easier? So obviously for you, that's one. Is that available on a, on a if we wanted to come to you and do something, is that available on a wide, wider market or are there, are there similar pieces of software like that available? So we just acquired the company in December uh, after uh, several months of diligence last year and we've rolled it out to Remax. Remax. It's a Remax exclusive product. Um, but you know, we're, we're looking at, okay, how does, how does this play into the greater mm. portion of the, the real estate and the mortgage marketplace? And we're probably going to roll it out to, uh, Remax, um, you know, depending on what's going on with the coronavirus well, and things like that. Uh, Canada is another, uh, marketplace that we're, we're going to be pushing. Well, this. you and I are pals, so I'm going to be knocking on your door here and, uh, trying to get more information. It's amazing. You know, Adam and I, if something comes up or in our group, we often just, you know, like share best practices and technology tips. And it's amazing how much where you find parts of our business morph into, you know, each other's businesses. So we'll certainly stand by with uh, a lot of interest on that. Very cool. And it's, it really is one of those things and it's so elementary and, and, and so basic, but you know, uh, right now, I think being that authentic, genuine person and, and just like literally listening and, and asking general concern questions and just, Hey, I know I haven't done a great job staying in touch, but this has gave me a chance to reflect on it. And I just wanted to call and check in. How are you and how are your family? The second thing that you do and you use it with is that when you're, when you're doing that, the most important and the most valuable asset that you have, as Adam just spoke of, is your uh, database. So while you got them to the end of the call, after you checked in and asked for nothing, just said hello and, 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 and connected, just say, hey, while well, I have you here, why don't I just make sure I have your information and it's all updated. So make sure that you just check their, their cell number because there's a lot of text going on right now. Make sure you check their street address and make sure you verify that you have the right email address. So not only are you checking in and building incredible raving fans and, and having this, this network of people. And here's the funny thing about it. Even though you're not looking for it, there's so much business that's coming out of it. So many people after that conversation are going to say, Hey, just by the way, you know, maybe I should, you know, look at a refire or maybe I should top up, you know, my loan because I want to have a buffer to get through this. It just, it just happens. And it's not the nature of the call, but, but it just, it just happens. So number one, check in number two, you just by accident, you know, generate a business. And number three, you're going to come out of this pandemic crisis with a clean database, absolutely spotless database. And then you can do what we know we should be doing, finding multiple ways to connect on a regular basis going forward. I'm going to do a seminar on that guys. I've done some, done some other ones, but anything you want to add to that? No, I, I think you're right on Gary. Um, one thing that is absolutely key in this that, that we're seeing uh, in the Remax network and, and all of the folks that we talk to on a constant basis 
is um, Gary's 100% correct. This is not a sales call. This is a caring call. Okay. So, um, you know, it, we've, we've heard the term service over sales. Well, um, just use your heart. And the script for this is so easy. It is, hey, it's Adam. I haven't talked to you in a little while. I was flipping through my phone and I saw you and I thought of you and I just wanted to call and see how you're doing. Is there anything I can do to help you? Don't mention your business. Don't say, hey, this is Adam with Remax. Or this is, I mean, you don't even, you don't even need to tell them right. what company you're with. They so might go, true. who are you with? I mean, if they ask, tell them. Here's what may happen. They may say, how's the market? Okay. Then you can say, oh, well, I, I just did some analysis. Let me email it over to you so you're aware. Um, you know, we're, we're still seeing business happen. So if you're interested, here's where the market is. Um, if not, you know, are, are you thinking of something here in the near future? Because, you know, I can, I can help you with that too. But if they ask, then you can give, but don't give to close. Okay. Don't give to close. Don't give to start the transaction. Give to help them gain knowledge and value uh, because nobody wants to be sold right now. Nobody. Sales calls are turnoff calls. And I can promise you that people who are sales pushy right now will never be doing business with the person they're pushy to at, in the future. It just, it's, it's not the right thing to do in this day and age. It is being tone deaf to what's happening in society. We need to care about each other. And if somebody wants to reciprocate that value transference by doing business with you, then they will ask. And that is when you can step in and help, not sell. Mm -hmm. I, had, I had a phone call yesterday from uh, a guy who calls me every, every couple of years and you know, it's, it's just in my vortex, it's not on my list of priorities, but he called me yesterday and I actually gave him, you know, I gave him a little bit of tr grief, right? I just said to him, dude, you know what? Like, you know, he called me to check in and once I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear from you, but you're pitching me on this thing. I said, this does not make my top 100 list right now. So your point is, is incredible. And one of the things that I want to talk about, and I don't know if there's a magic to it or a method to it, or if you're born with it, or if you develop it, but one of the things that's incredibly special about you is your attitude. And I don't know, you know, I don't know, you know, like if there's tricks or tips that you always, you know, see the bright side, you always have this immense introspective, you know, sort of reflection that shines on the outside. Uh, there just doesn't seem to be problems. And I, I know you, so I know there is. We all have, you have three teenage kids at home. We have, you know, stuff going on all over us. But how do you work on your attitude? How do you shift it? Like, what do you do to always have that, you know, that Cheshire grin and, and that great energy? I, I love this question. Um, the, the, you know, there are three components to being an amazing human being and amazing in business and that's mind body business okay so uh in fact i just put out a um a new series today on social media called mind body business it's just like a 10 minute 15 minute talk about how to approach those three things and if you ask a business coach and i've gary you and i have had tons of business coaches man um when, when you talk to a business coach you always end up starting not at the business, but at the human. Right. Yeah. So and, and it's, it's funny because, and I, I, I coach a, quite a few people also, and, and I always go there first also, because you just, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, they, they took my territory or they cut my territory in half, or I got another salesperson I got to compete with, whatever. And you're like, how are you doing? Because when 
when you look at everything going on around us, I don't care how good you are at business. If you're not good in your heart and in your head, none of that will be okay. Your, if your relationships suck, if your health is in a bad place, if you're frustrated with life or you're, you know, you're, you're not happy with how your dog acts when you go on a walk with your dog, whatever it might be. I mean, there's just all these different aspects of your life that pick at you. And what you have to do is you have to take a step back and go, what matters and what doesn't matter? And what matters, I'm going to make extraordinarily good. And what doesn't matter is gone. So, um, I mean, it's, it's a conscious effort. It really is a conscious effort to, to find the things that are really helpful and impactful in your business mm -hmm. and maximize those. And those obviously have to do with family. Okay. How is your relationship with your, your spouse and your kids and your family? And I'm a believer that if somebody's, you know, a huge problem in your life, you got to fix them. You got to fix that problem and communication fixes that nine times out of 10. You're going to have some freaky people in your life. You just need to get rid of. Okay. And, and if you're, if your relationship with your spouse is horrible, you need to consider, okay, if I can't fix it, what do I do? Cause you can't live in misery for crying out loud. All right. We're going to find this out at the end of this whole quarantine thing. We're going to see people getting married and we're going to see people getting divorced and we're going to see babies. Okay. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of things going on like that. And we're also going to see a lot of people learning how to work from home. So there are going to be a lot of, a lot of people buying houses because they need another room to work from in their house. Yeah. So, um, got to fix yourself. How do you do that? This is a computer up here. You got to program this for gratitude. You write down things you're grateful for. Why? Because the things you see are the things you believe the things you create are the things you believe. The things you say are the things you believe. If you're pissed off and you're cussing and you're angry and stuff like that, guess what? You're programming. You also got to work on your health, your health, your nutrition and physical health, as in your endurance and muscular health. Even if that's just doing air squats and push-ups and planking and meditating and things like that, you don't need weights to do any of this, but you got to work on your health every day. Um, today, my, uh, my theme was reach. You need to stretch every day mm -hmm. and you need to reach your mind by learning every day because a growing mind is a happy mind. It's a mm -hmm. prosperous mind. Mm -hmm. It's not a fearful mind. If all you're doing is looking for fear, watching the news and things like that, you're not doing yourself any good. Mm -hmm. Figure out what you need to know and, and look at that and figure out what you need to grow and look at that. Okay? Yeah, it's funny. Your mind is, you know, we, we talked about this analogy before, but you know, your mind is, is, is like your body. It's, it's, you know, you can either nourish it with a bunch of crap, you know, news and negativity, or you can nourish it with, you know, a bunch of things that are going to feed your spirit. And so let's, let's take this, this topic uh, for, for a minute, because I really want people to be able to, you know, have a, a starting point. So one thing about you and I and everyone else in our group, and I think largely, you know, uh, successful people all have in common is we have this insatiable desire, you know, uh, personal development. We are always feeding our mind. We are, you know, reading books. We are listening to podcasts. We are going to speaker series. Uh, I'll give a shout out right now to, you know, a dear friend of mine and yours and, and someone in our group and someone who is talking about captain of industry when it comes to, you know, leading business people, Darren Hardy. And he has something called, if you're on the call for the first time and you don't know who Darren is, he has something called Darren Daily. 
So go to Darren Hardy, hardy.com, and subscribe for his Darren Daily. It's a three or four minute sort of video vignette every day that he, you know, sort of speaks, uh, you know, to issues and mindsets and attitudes and productivity and time management. Um, so I know you and I have been, you know, pals of Darren's and, and for, for some time, and we, we love his stuff. Uh, where does somebody start? I mean, that's a good start. Any, any, any thoughts on that? Where does somebody start right now when they say, you know what, God, I'm going to start building my, you know, my repertoire. I'm going to start making the investment in myself with millions and millions and millions of videos and podcasts and books. Tell me, where do you think? Because you and I started as, as, as people who just love to learn at one time. I'd love your feedback on that. Where do you start? Um, I'll tell you the consuming a whole bunch of information is it feels good initially, but if you can't do anything, if you're not forming habits with it, you're not creating uh, systems and processes in your life with it, then you're going to be what Darren calls the overeducated underachiever. (laughs) So um, you don't want to be the overeducated underachiever. You want to be a super achiever, which means you're, you're capable of bringing in information and implementing that into the aspects of your life that it needs to be implemented in and deploying it as actions and relationships and growth in your business and, and personal and relationships, things like that. So um, the first place I would start, in, and I actually have it sitting right here. Let me, let me grab this. Great. All right. So you mentioned Darren. There you go. The compound effect. I would actually, and, and I, I mean, this is, this is just a blind endorsement for this. We didn't plan this. Um, I would start with this book. Why? Because it, it's the foundation for building success. Success is not built with one action, one learning item, one activity, whatever it might be, one transaction. Success is built in teeny tiny little movements every day be it more calories or less calories, more physical exercise, less, more drinking water, less, one more cocktail, one less cocktail. I mean, it just, it depends on what your life is. One more phone call to somebody in your your community or your contact list or something like that, one less phone call. All those things add up, thus the compound effect. You know, adding $1 to your, your bank account, taking one away. It all makes a difference. So yeah, you have to start there. And then how do you build your habits? So I'm, um, it's, it's funny, Gary, you brought this up and we did not talk about this. No. We talked about the topics. We didn't talk about the, the, the particulars of what we're speaking about today. Um, tonight, I have day one of book club at the dinner table tonight with my family. And we are talking about the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. Great book. And this is, this is a, um, if you take the compound effect, you understand what it does holistically, and then you take atomic habits, it talks to you about how to do those things and some examples of those things to put into your life, such as the, the concept of Kaizen, 1% improvement, um, or as Sir David Brailsford from the, uh, the British cycling team said, the aggregation of marginal gains. So aggregating little tiny things over and over again. It's not about the one transaction you did as a salesperson or as a representative. It's about all of them that added up in order to create amazing change in your business. So um, you've got all these different things. So, I mean, those two books would be where I would start. The big question for you is, are you going to read it and put it in there? Or are you going to read it and do something with it? 
Right. Because consumption is great. Creation is better. Right. So you can consume all you want, but the stuff that you consume, you're, gonna, you're not going to be impactful with if you don't deliver it back out to society as value. So share it, book club, call people up and go, hey, I, I was just thinking about you, Gary, um, and I've been reading this book. Have you, read, have you read this book? Because there's some cool stuff in here. I'd love to send you a copy of this or just you know, photocopy it and send it over to you, whatever it might be, just to help you see what I just saw because it, it's helping me. I, was, I didn't know if it would help you. So you know, just things like that. So give value back. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's, you know, I hear so many people, oh yeah, yeah, no, I do a lot of personal development and, and they think by going to the national association, you know, trade show once a year that they're, they're educating themselves and, right. you know, personal development and, and, and stepping, you know, separating yourself from the ordinary to the extraordinary is a lifelong pursuit. It's, it's not a, it's not what I'm going to do this week. It's, it's a 50 year plan. And it's like, a, if you just read something and then don't, you know, like make notes and figure out how you're going to apply it like right now into your business. It's kind of like a hot bath. You cool down very, very quickly. And I, and I want to share this. And I hope, I hope David doesn't mind the, the chairman and founder of, of Remax, Remax International, that the group is, is a friend of ours, David Linegar. And, and uh, obviously him and Adam are incredibly uh, close, but you know, I have seen David at 47 years, I think 1973 since Remax kicked out, I have never seen anyone who is so remarkably committed to personal development. So Adam and I go once or twice a year to something called the high performance forum. You know, there's usually a maximum hundred people that can, you know, pay to go in. David pays full freight and it's very arduous. It is 40 or 45 hours over kind of three and a half days. It is early in the morning to late at night. And I watched David, you know, at 47 years ago when he started Remax, he sits there from the start in the morning, from 8 a.m. until after dinner at like 9 p.m. at night, he doesn't break for a text, for a phone call, for a message, other than bio breaks. And this guy's been doing this his whole life. And every time I see him do that, and I know that it's inspired you, and I know that, you know, like a lot of your love for learning, you know, came by, you know, by the leaders that, that, that inspire us and, and the leaders that lead by example. But that's extraordinary. And I share that, you know, with all of you, because today's the day to start, you know, like really committing to feeding and nourishing that mind as we, you know, should be all doing with our, with our body. Any, any comment you want to make on that? Because of course, you know, you see David every single day or speak to him and you've had that leadership as, as sort of your barometer. Now, I, in fact, I, I talked to him earlier today and, you know, the first thing out of his mouth is, how are you? Yeah because he cares so much about everybody else in front of himself. I mean, he is such a giving man in, in community and society and, and in emotions. So um, he, uh, he's been my mentor for decades. Even when I was a police officer, when I ran a SWAT team, I had known him before that. And I said, will you mentor me? And he said, yes, but you have to do what I ask you to do. That was, that was the, the one agreement I said, Absolutely. Crazy. And, and the, the second thing that he said was in order to be extraordinarily successful in life and in happiness, you have to want to learn something new all the time and do something with it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it all just kind of comes, I mean, what we're talking about here is, you know, it, it's this flow of life mm -hmm. that we're all part of. And um, I mean, even, even with all the horrible things going on in the world, 
you know, in, in business values and transactions and all the rest of this stuff, he still has a smile on his face. And all of the key leaders, even though that their, their businesses may be down and people may be falling out of transactions or worse, people are falling out of life, uh, you know, passing away from this horrible illness or whatever, you kind of have to look at it and go, we've had an awesome life and we live in an awesome world and we will get through this. Mm. And, you know, you, you just look at it and you go, what's, what's the key to winning in his mind? Never giving up and having a positive attitude even during the worst times. Mm. So, um, I mean, it's, it's incredible. And you're right, Gary. It, it's funny because he comes in to those meetings. He wants to be the first one in the rooms because he wants I, to. I know. It's crazy. He just takes his book and goes and sits in the front. And you're like, yeah. all right, a good leader does good things and other good leaders mirror that. We have mirror neurons in our brains. So we want to model what we believe to be successful things. So if you see somebody that's successful, if you see Gary doing something, do it because it's working. And I mean, that's, he's doing it part for himself, but he's also doing it part for you so that he models the behavior that he thinks other people should participate in. One of the things, uh, just, just quickly, if you haven't read it, go online, order it. It's a book called Everybody Wins. Uh, it was written uh, uh, about Remax uh, and sort of their journey uh, several years ago, numerous, many years ago. It was actually the business Bible that when we started Dominion Lending Centers that, that I most modeled. It's a fascinating read. And it's a fascinating read because it really highlights tenacity and never giving up and, you know, overcoming extraordinary challenges, whether it's regulatory or government or market or competitors. Uh, it's something that I've had all of our people read. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. So I want to just quickly, I want to maybe wrap this thing up in nine minutes exactly. And, and I, I just, I made five or six takeaway points that uh, I want to get through. So everyone on this call can have five or six points of what they can be doing right now. And after each point, I'm just going to give Adam uh, a second to maybe make a comment on it if he, if he likes. Um, but, you know, now is the time that champions are made. Now are the times that leaders get to lead and inspire others and build those formidable relationships that aren't built on, on new business, but are built on new habits and new relationships and personal connections. So what you do between now and when we come out of this pandemic is going to largely shape your future. And, and I looked at this uh, as, as in many ways, you know, a positive because for the first time in a long time, it's given me the ability to just like really re-engage, undistracted, work at home, write my curriculum and look at the areas of my business that need to be, need to be uh, improved. So we have a chance to focus on projects that are maybe overdue and opportunities that, you know, maybe we had considered, but just haven't had time. So really quickly, the first takeaway I would, I would give you, and we talked about it, is focus on your past customers. Call everyone, oldest to newest, check in, say hello, listen, tell them it's been way too long, uh, and clean up your database. And, and I know we, we talked about that. Second piece is, and I'd like your thoughts on this, is sit down now while you have time and review your value proposition in your business. What are you perceived as in the market? Are you trying to be all things to all people? Do you actually have you know, a compass? Do you know where you're going? The old saying, niches create riches, right? You know, get better 
you don't have to be the number one in the world. Just get better than your competitor than your competitors in, in your market, right? So specialize, whether it's a listing agent or a selling agent or first-time home buyers or business for self, uh, but really use this time to sort of review your value prop. Anything you want to jump in on that? I, I think it's important that our value prop is, um, I mean, not just our value prop, but our values are clearly defined. I mean, I, I have a clearly stated value prop um, at, at Remax, but really I think what's most important is our values. Our values are more, M-O-R-E, deliver to the max, be customer obsessed, do the right thing, and everybody wins. Correct. And I, I think finding your values helps you find your value prop. So, you know, your, your why gives you your what. Perfect. Thank you for adding that. Uh, you know, the third thing would be to kind of review your consumer messaging, right? Like, you know, how are you, you know, communicating out there? Uh, you know, how are you building, you know, um, sort of, you know, your own market, your own community? What tone are you using? What frequency have you used in the past? What medium are you using? Adam, you are a, a remarkable CEO in, in the fact that you are one of the rare ones that actually creates content over and over. Rather than sending it out to a marketing, you're constantly writing content and you're communicating and you're sharing it on social media. And if you're on this call right now and if you've had sort of the mindset of you can't teach an old dog new tricks or I'm too old to learn social media you know, or technology, I promise you, you're going to be chasing the bus rather than driving the bus going forward. So I need you to review every way that you communicate and I need you to add at least LinkedIn, at least Instagram, at least Facebook. Do you wanna just, just talk to reviewing your, your messaging and more importantly, the different metrics that you use to spread the word? Sure, um, a, a couple things to notice here. Uh, Gary touched on a couple of key, key points. One is, Go back and look at your messaging. Is it sales messaging or is it genuine relationship messaging? How do people think? People don't think in a sales pitch, okay? Sales pitch is, is gone. We've had that paradigm shift now with this whole piece here. Uh, and I can tell you the emerging generation does not want to be sold to. They think in two ways, okay? One, as a story. Human beings are programmed to think of stories. So go and, and check out Story Brand, which is a book by Donald Miller. Read that book. It's really important. It talks about the story arc and uh, you know, the, the hero and the guide and the challenge and the, the victory and things like that. That's a new way of looking at how your copywriting is. Uh, the next one is copywriting in general. Understand copy. Understand how uh, the psychology of, of copy and relationship copy works. It used to be called sales copy. It's, it's relationship copy. It's what do people want to hear and why instead of your, your features and benefits. Nobody's inspired by your feature and benefit list, okay? They're inspired by their challenges being solved. And how do you, how do you understand that? Um, so stories and uh and understand copywriting if you're gonna if you're gonna study anything during this time uh stories and copywriting are really incredible things to take a look at um and and ultimately it's it's about you know we talked about selling and serving mm -hmm. serving we're we're in a service business in a service economy and a massive shift to uh, reflection on humanity 
and that's not going to go away. So it, it's about caring. It's about smiling. How do you treat the person at the grocery store, at the gas pumps? How do you treat your neighbor? How do you treat other people? I'm praying, I'm hoping, I think it's going to happen that next time we get on an airplane, people are going to love to see the flight attendant. They're going to love to see the ticket counter person. They're, you know, Next time your Wi-Fi goes out at your house and you talk to the person on the phone, you're going to go, thank you so much for helping me. I really appreciate you today. Instead of us having these expectations from each other that create these squeezes on our relationships of somebody we don't even know. So let's approach everything with love and giving there and tie all that in. One thing, and I'll give it back to you, Gary, people cannot argue with kindness, okay? People sure. cannot argue with kindness. Incredible, you know, wow, dude, you're the real deal. It's, it's you know, thank you for sharing, uh, sharing all those incredibly, you know, valuable points. Uh, the other thing that you can be doing right now, and I'm gonna go through these really quickly, is uh, take this time you know, because you haven't had maybe as much time or focus in before is to really know your marketplace and, and, and know what, you know, the other participants, your competitors in your marketplace are, are doing and, and, and know, you know, what they promote as, as, you know, uh, sort of their value and, and how they market and where they market and, you know, and know their cost and the products that they offer. It really, really, really hard to, you know, be the authority if you don't know what's going on around you and if you don't know, you know, all of your competitors. I assure you that Adam knows everything that's going on with all of his competitors and their value props and their models, you know, as do we. But a lot of us just get so busy day to day because we don't have, you know, time to get around to it where we don't actually spend the time to know, you know, who we're, you know, sort of up against in our local community. Any comments on that? Um, I, I think it's, it's great to know your competitors. It's not great to attack your competitors. Of course. So, um, you know, some people are like, well, this guy does this and that one does that. Uh, bad form in business. You know, it's, um, we, we understand the marketplace and we believe that we deliver the very best value that is very best for you. And um, I mean, I, I think that's really important, uh, but you're right, Gary, it, you gotta know what's going on out there. You gotta know your environment. You gotta know where the, the storms are brewing and where some craziness is going on. Yeah. And that helps you adjust your sales so that you can deliver, and I mean sales like sailboat sales, not being salesy. <laughs> yeah. um, so you can be valuable and kind to your industry and to your uh, community out there and, and be you, be a good you, be the best one that you can be. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's it's never about, you know, making yourself look taller by, you know, uh, pointing out the deficiencies of somebody else's model. It's it's about knowing your model, but, you know, uh, and it's just about being the expert. Uh, the last thing, and I have a couple more, but I'm just going to end it with this in the spirit of time. Uh, and then I'm going to give Adam sort of uh, the last word. As I think this might be the most important one is is take this time right now to really, truly review your relationships, the relationships with your staff, the relationships with your, you know, your team members, your referral sources, your lenders, your past customers, you know, how you communicate them. If, if you don't know, I mean, we can't do anything without the quality of our people, you know, people who have sacrificed like we do every single day that, that truly, you know, make the difference in, in all of our organizations. If you don't know them and you don't know them by name, you don't know, you know, things about the children and where they go to school and you don't genuinely appreciate them, regularly thank them, regularly and frequently, you know, recognize them. I promise you somebody else is going to. 
And, you know, we know how important it is and how valuable they are to our business. Uh, and now we have that time to, to really, you know, work on those areas where maybe we've slid, shore them up, you know, put, put habits and processes in place uh, so that going forward, you're as genuine as you can possibly and have ever been and you connect more frequently. Adam, you are a mad scientist when it comes to this. This is, you know, one of your, your, your great skills. Anything you want to comment on that? Yeah, I, I think the, the key to all of this is um, be present. The, you're not present if you're sitting at home hoping this thing's going to pass. Um, you know, the, the mad scientist is willing to, to have experiments. Here's my experiment request of you. Um, put out some videos because I can tell you uh, your kindness, your face, your heart and soul your feelings on video to help people and be part of the community and care about the community. And even if it's just that you're down picking up takeout, you hop on video on social media and say, Hey, I'm just proud to be part of this community. We're all in this together. Let's be kind to each other and we'll make it through this done. Um, I mean, just be present and be a good human. I mean, we're, we're all good people, but if we hide, we're not helping anybody. We're not helping ourselves. We're not helping society. We're not helping our community. And I'm not saying go get a big group and, and share the virus. I'm saying <laughs> we have an ability right now with all of our technology. If you've never created a video, as soon as you hang up on this, create one, put it out there and go, my first video, I know it sucks, but um, I got it done. Win. So, um, you know, because I can tell you, your crappy video is way better than somebody else's non-existent video. It's just fact of life. Yes, Absolutely. And your community wants to see you. Big smile, lots of love. Um, and, and I just, I want to say, Gary, uh, I love you, my friend. Uh, it's great to see you. Thank you for doing this for everybody. I got, I probably got more out of this than all of these thousand yeah, yeah. people over here. Because um, I, I, I enjoyed this conversation. I learned a lot. And I, I, have, I have recorded it here. I'm going to go back and take my notes out of it because right. it's awesome. Um, my best to you and your family. My best to everybody that's on here. Remember what your mom told you, okay? Be nice to people, wash your hands, don't touch your face, and smile. And we will get through this, okay? Um, leaders lead, hiders hide, be a leader, not a hider. And uh, reach out and touch everybody. So thank Bam. you. Bam, and there you have Mr. Adam Contos. Adam, if uh, I always ask our, our, our brokers and our callers and our listeners if they've enjoyed something to go online and, and post, it, post it and tag me in social media and tag you. Uh, how do they find you online if they want to tag you and just say, oh, my God, Adam, thank you for, you know, a very inspirational session today. What's the best you, way for them to you reach can find out me on all the, social, all the social channels, Adam Contos, CEO on Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, check out my podcast at Start With A Win is what it's called. It's on uh, Apple, iTunes, as well as uh, Google Play and startwithawin.com. I have some new things that I'm pushing out right now to help everybody. I don't care what company you're with. We're all in this together. You got it. Um, so uh, check me out there and uh, hit me up on social media if you have any questions or you need anything from me. Bless you all. Thank you. Awesome. I love you guys. And, awesome. uh, you know, we'll get through this. Thank you so much, Adam. And lastly, uh, to the listeners in the call, uh, same thing. Uh, please uh, friend me on Facebook and Instagram on, on LinkedIn. Uh, we're sharing a lot of these uh, series right now. We're doing at least one major call every single week. Last week was the president of Scotia Mortgage Authority and Scotia Retail Lending. This week is Adam. Next week, actually, Thursday, April 2nd, I'm doing Navigating Your Financing 
not sorry, navigating your finances through a crisis. And I have Kevin Cochran, the founder of Enriched Academy, has currently written the financial management program for 18 or 20 you know, Canadian universities, uh, has got an awesome program. I'm gonna upload the video uh, later on today with the registration link. I wanna read one last thing. And uh, before I do, I'm gonna thank Adam right now. This uh, last thing that I'm gonna read to you was actually originally sent to me from, I believe Adam or maybe David Linegar, one of the two. Uh, and I've been sharing it on social media. It came to me maybe a week or 10 days ago. Before I do, Adam, listen, I can't tell you how immensely grateful I am, uh, how much I look up to you and admire you. You are truly a captain of uh, industry, but most importantly, you're just a wonderful, uh, down-to-earth, genuine human being. So thank you for making the time today. I know this is your third call today, you know, that you've done one of these on, I think, in one way or another. Here's what I want to end with, guys. And this was sent to me, and I love it. It says, I know this, this will end. And when it does, every game will be a sellout. Every restaurant will be packed. Every kid will be glad to be going back to school. People are gonna be happy and busy at work. The stock market is going to flourish and skyrocket. Every house is going to have toilet paper again. And we will all shake hands and hug and celebrate together. Thank you for tuning in, for taking the time, for giving us an hour of your precious time. Use this time to do an autopsy on your business and on yourself. Thank you again, Mr. Contos. Thank you, Bye -bye. Gary, and thanks everybody.